Hello, everyone. I hope everyone's doing good. Thanks for joining me on this Friday evening or whenever you're listening. I uh, did not expect to be recording this episode today. I had originally planned on laying the groundwork for the rise of authoritarianism that we've seen happen over the last five years and more, moreover, the, the last two years, really, we've seen it ramp right up. And we will certainly come back to that. But uh, unfortunately, us parents and non-parents alike have really been sideswiped this week, thanks to Doug Ford and the new chief health officer of Ontario. Uh, they let slip this week that uh, we should all prepare for continued masking of our kids in the, su- the fall and into the winter. And they've abandoned the COVID narrative at this point because, as they're well aware, they've pretty much used that narrative up. But uh, many people saw this coming a mile away. If you can justify imposing this on children for something that has a statistical zero risk to children, you can justify it for almost anything at that point. So they have decided that because they've seen a rise in RSV in the states, the southern states, that that justifies an impending risk to children across Ontario. Not the rest of the provinces, just Ontario, where the science is different. Now, a lot of you have been upset about how the children have been, the brunt of the load has been put on them. They've been asked to do more than their fair share to carry through these ridiculous measures. And if you want to play by their logic, I try not to. I I have my own grounding. I I frame life around. I don't necessarily just consume and buy whatever I'm told to. But even if we play by their logic, they've paid their price. Last year was a write-off. It inflicted so much harm. We've, we literally have lost children because of the implementations that have been imposed on these kids with no options. Parents haven't had any option or any say in what happens here. And some people stood up. They stood their ground back then, and I, I commend them. That's, that's what we need to be at. But uh, a lot of people just kind of went along to go along. If we can just get through this year, it'll it'll just go away. Everything will go back to normal, and we'll pretend like this never happened. Kids are resilient, and I hear that a lot. A lot of people say, "Oh, kids are resilient." Well, that's bullshit. If uh, yes, kids are resilient, and they they can adapt and overcome just like we can. But if our kids have to be resilient, we have failed them. And looking into September now where they're saying they're going to be doing this to our kids again for a different reason. And again, with no justification, no risk, no, no calculation, and no choice. So I'm, I'm hopeful. I, I've seen the sentiment change around parents. And it's just done. We will not go with this. It's not going to stand. But how do we approach that? What do we do? And how do we constructively fight back in a meaningful way? How can we impact change, be the voice for our children, and and say enough? 
tell these corrupt, heartless politicians who are legitimately not following science. The idea that this is anything science is laughable at this point. The scientific process has been molested. This this has just turned into dogma and like how far can we push it? It feels to me like the last year and a bit has just been a giant stupidity test. How far can we go? What will you put up with before you say enough? Well, I hope this is it. I hope this is the the moment we can all solidify around one central cause. So let's talk about the damages and the risks of masks. Now, I don't I try to work from a middle ground. I'm not looking to pick a fight that is just going to shut down somebody who disagrees with me. I want to work in decent faith to find common ground in the interest of my perspective. So we could talk about how ineffective masks are. But I, I if you're listening to this and and it's not something you agree with, me just telling you it's not effective is not going to be new to you and if it hasn't changed your mind by this point it probably won't so we will give you that point I'm not going to argue that but look at a child we'll say grade 3 but this applies all throughout masks if they work only work at an optimal level if the procedures are followed properly. And that means no cross-contamination. It's a surgical three-ply mask. And you're not touching it. And the minute you do, it's thrown out. And you wash your hands to dawn and doff it. And, like, if you're not laughing at this point, I mean, just leave the conversation. But the fact is, children are not wearing these properly. And they shouldn't be expected to. No child is going to follow medical procedures for masking that medical professionals don't follow properly. So right away, the kids themselves deem this measure ineffective just by cross-contamination and general practices. Not to mention wearing the same mask for a week, putting it in my desk, putting it in the pocket, leaving it on the butt. Like, just stop. It Common sense needs to take a seat here. Like, let's just pull up a chair. Common sense can join us. Please. So, we know, we can hopefully agree that masking isn't implemented properly with children. And really can't be. You can't expect a child to follow these measures when it's studies show that our healthcare professionals can't even do this on a substantial level. Then you pair that with the concept that, yes, you've got these masks that eight hours a day, they're soaking wet, they're stuffed in pockets. These things are a breeding ground for pathogens. You've got all sorts of bacteria, stuff that is not meant to be rebreathed at all. You're putting these kids at higher risk, and we know there's the science shows that chances of picking up this disease based on touch cut surfaces next to impossible that should be enough right there to just stop if they can't be implemented properly they're deemed ineffective and useless that should be the end of the discussion 
That should be it right there. But no, it hasn't been and it won't be. So the next problem, you've got young kids who are struggling with communication, speaking, reading, just social development, catching social cues from facial expressions, and just the disconnect from interaction. It puts this barrier between kids that, like, they don't even know who their friends are now. They can't see emotion, and that has a numbing effect on kids, and that's not healthy. That has been shown to have insane detrimental impacts to children's development and their mental well-being. You can't justify it. And honestly, if you can justify it, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to understand the mental gymnastics you have to go through to justify harming kids. Because as far as I see it at this point, knowingly harming children in the absence of any logical, sensible justification... How is that not child abuse? As, I mean, like, I don't mean to, to take it to the extremes, but is that not the definition? Is, is knowingly, willfully harming children. And to make it worse, you can't justify it. There's, it's, this is the, the country we live in now. We live in a state where fear rules everything and anything can be a justification. The government will forever now protect you from everything at the cost of anything they deem fit. And again, I, I, sorry, I struggle with this. Because how can we as parents or medical professionals look at this and honestly keep going with it? At what point does... You just... Oh, shake your head. I'm, I'm just... I'm pissed. When this came out, I tell you, I was, I was shaking. I was so mad. And I'm still, like, it's been two or three days now, and I'm still just beside myself mad. My MPP won't even meet with me. I, uh, I'm i pretty old school. I, I have this crazy concept that if you're going to actively vote to impose harmful policies on my ch- children, I, call me old school, but I think you should have the balls to say that to my face. And, of course, these politicians are spineless. And, uh, no, I can barely, I can barely get a email response that is just your generic rubber stamp. Thank you for contacting us. But it's like, even that should show you that the politicians themselves know what's wrong. They can't face the public. So at what point do we just say, okay, you, you know what, as, as a parent, like, we're not going to do it. We're not going to send our kids to school in masks. And, I mean, if if any of that comes true, like, okay, we won't send them. What are you going to do? Are you going to finally meet with me? Let's have a conversation. I'm willing to have a debate. There's, I can provide medical professionals willing to have a debate about this. But I'm done with this dogma. I'm done with this, this insane, you can't question, just do as you're told. No, you know what? I, I hate to use strong language, but fuck you. Just at this point, fuck you. And I don't mean to cheapen that. Like, I, I try not to swear because it, it takes some level of credibility away. But when it comes to my kids, like, I don't think anyone can fault a parent at this point for being mad enough to just lose it. Like, you get this primal instinct kick in, and thankfully, it seems to finally be kicking in 
en masse. And that's great. It's it's terrible that it's this late, but better late than never. Because we're about at the 10th hour. We don't have a lot of time left. So it's better late than never. I'm, I'm happy to have you with us. And I truly hope we can solidify around this. We can group together, keep focus, be pointed as possible, and we can win the day. We can prevent our children from having to go through this. So what does that mean? Where do we start from here? Well, first step, most of you are already there. Get mad as hell. We got to be passionate. We've got to go into this ready to fight. Because it's not going to be easy. And then, the what you can do right now is email your MPs and your MPPs. I understand. I feel the same feelings that you're thinking right now. Why? It's useless. It falls on deaf ears. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you get put right in the trash. They notice that. And if they, they start to understand the scope of the people that are just not doing it. It becomes unignorable. The squeaky wheel does get the grease. We just have to get loud. And then find your school board's trustees. Because that's the next step. If this goes through, you're going to have to start taking it to the boards. Ultimately, they're going to take direction from the province. But if the province sets out boundaries that are harming your kids, the next one in line to protect your children is the board. And if they fail to do so, they need to be held accountable too. So... I myself have started to CC my trustees on my emails because I do one every night and I just, at this point, I don't care. I'm going to be so annoying and you will not get away with ignoring me. At the very least, you're going to know I'm here and I will not be quiet for your convenience. So yeah, start reaching out to your politicians even if it feels like it's, it's worthless. It is not. And if we can just get everybody to start doing that even though it feels useless it can make a difference start reaching out to your local politicians your your counselors your trustees it starts small and then it it turns into more if we can start turning around our local groups and organizations that has an echo upward if they start hearing from superintendents that hey I've got this pressure and I don't think my community is going to go with this. If they that boils up, that that creates an upward pressure. Now don't get me wrong, we still got to put pressure from both sides. We've got to come from the top and the bottom, but we need to come at this wholeheartedly and all together. As far as the top goes, it looks to be, and I'm going to sort out details and we'll post about it as soon as we get things ironed out, but it looks like we're going to have to get physical signatures in order to properly put a petition to the government. Um, It doesn't look, and I I will find out, but it doesn't look that change.org is going to function in a way that will actually be accepted. So we're working with a couple people right now and it might end up being that we're going to have people in in our major communities doing a hand signature and it might get to the point where we're mailing to compile the list together so we can present it to parliament because something's got to change we we're done and that is 
something that brings me so much peace is that like we are so not alone at this point. Like if you if you're stressed hearing this news and like what do I do? I don't want to be the only you're not alone. There are so many pissed off parents and it and this is what we're here for. I want to bridge the gap between sides here. I I have friends on the left and friends on the right and I oversimplify with left and right, but we can get into that nuance another time. I have, for example, I have friends that have had COVID. They've then subsequently got both vaccines. They still wear a mask and they're done. I have other friends that have literally never worn a mask. Their kids have never worn a mask and they've been done the whole time. But guess what? We found common ground. They're done. Nobody wants their kids to go through this. I don't care if an adult can weather the storm. They can they can tough through it for whatever length of time Doug Ford says this is going to be. But the kids are done. And we need, we need to draw that line. And then when we win that battle, we pick our next line. And we start taking it back inch by inch, united. Because if we're together and we're squared away, there's no stopping this. We can change everything if we can just manage to stay focused and on point and that can be so hard in a room full of opinions trying to steer the ship can be next to impossible but if we can't manage it our kids pay this cost and that's just not something I don't think any of us are willing to let happen so the good news is we're all on the same page Nobody wants this. We're mad as hell. And we're not going to let it happen. Just like in the spring when Doug Ford tried to shut down parks again. Unilaterally, everyone was just like, no, you're not. And it didn't fly. Now, I have absolutely huge concerns with the climate within this cabinet that allows these insane propositions not only to just be spoken, but to make it through to policy. Like, at what point do you step back and be like, holy crap, how is this being accepted? Even at at a meeting room table. Like, who sits there and says, yeah, that sounds okay. I'm I'm gonna report that. So... That's that's a whole other topic. That we'll dive down that when we get into the authoritarianism and just the the craziness that's become the Ontario cabinet, and it leaves me terrified as to the future of our political system. Because naturally, we're gonna end up with another Kathleen Wynne just so we get rid of Ford. But I digress. That's a whole other topic, and I've actually got somebody really awesome. We're we're working out a date to try and link up for that. But I have somebody with a lot of insight we're hoping to have on to discuss the inner workings of that. But for now, stay focused, keep that passion, and don't give up. You are not alone, and we will win this. Cheers, everyone.